Hey, everybody. Jacob here from the Formula Drift podcast. We have an awesome deal for you. So if you head over to shopfd.com and use coupon code PODCAST23, you're going to save 20% on any merch. So anything you can find on that website, use PODCAST23 at shopfd.com. Save yourself 20%. Hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever. Just use the code. Save yourself some money. So why not? You know, don't, don't stop listening. Wait till the show's done. But then head over, shopfd.com. Use podcast 23. We'll see you guys out there. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Editor Zone, the official podcast of Formula Drift. My name is Jacob Gettens, and we've got Mr. Nick Novak on. What's going on, dude? What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How was your SEMA? I know we didn't run into each other. I like thought I saw you from a distance at one point, but that's about it. Yeah, there's a lot of walking, a lot of you know, 20,000 plus step days, a lot yeah. of good conversations. So hopefully uh, next year is going to be great. That's good. Did you do you go into it with like a big plan, or is it more of like, you know, you want to make sure you see these people, or you know, how how did that all play out for you? Uh, we had a general idea of like, tar- like people we wanted to see, people we wanted to talk to, and then Tuesday we spent a lot of time just walking around, seeing who was there and where everything was, and then you know, the rest of the time just walking around, talking to the people, and figuring out yeah our game plan. <laughs> D- did you end up driving SEMA Fest? No, uh, I was hanging out though a lot. So. Nice. Yeah, so I, I saw you stage side at one point. So I was like, I'm like, oh, this man got in the VIP section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, you know, putting the, the crew wristbands to work, I guess. <laughs> Dude, might as well. I mean, here's the thing. If you're given the access, you might as well use it, right? Right. Like, yeah. they're, they're letting us in there. So, you know, as long as we're not in the way and not screwing with anything, I don't see why. Yeah. No, I think I think that's, uh, that's definitely the way to go. Well, uh I was going to ask like how your season as a whole went, but obviously like you ended it with a, a big old, you know, fantastic time. So what, what was that? Like, what, as, like, as you look back on the whole season, what, what did it look like to you? So, I mean, obviously starting off in a new team is different. Getting used to the way it operates compared to running everything yourself is a big change, especially going to a professional team. And you know, it really allowed me to focus on my driving. And I feel like once we got the car dialed in, because it was a new chassis this season, mm. uh, I, I could just figure out the driving side on my end. Right. And it, it was that was that chassis set up by Jerry Yang, or is that something that, like, you kind of, like, purchased ahead of time and brought over? No, we, uh, so we got that chassis as a running driving car from Copart for 800 bucks, and Jerry built it. Damn. That's crazy. I wonder, like, I've always wondered what secret sauce he puts in things. Cause like, obviously <laughs> like he's been, he's been around for a minute and builds yeah. some incredible stuff. So I was just always kind of curious, like what he put into it. That's maybe different than, than the previous build. Um, a lot of it is just on the reliability side, just making things a lot easier to work on. Ah, uh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Like if it's the, the person who's going to like maintain it, they probably have a way of getting like making sure that certain things are accessible when when needed and exactly. things like that. That's kind of cool. What like what what was the biggest difference that you found moving over to that type of team? I, everyone knows what their job is and is always doing it. Like ah. yeah, there's you know everyone knows what needs to be done. Everyone's taking care of everything that needs to be done, and it's I mean it's awesome. Like I couldn't ask for a better team this year. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, like, obviously, partners on the team as well, which, like, helps having kind of a teammate as well to, like, go back and forth with or just, 
even have the camaraderie of having another driver to hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. Bouncing off, you know, Hey, I felt this on the track. Like, yeah, I felt that too. Or no, I didn't really feel that. Yeah. Just, you know, getting a good idea for like track conditions or, you know, different changes in, you know, what can translate setup wise from an FRS 2046. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if nothing, if nothing, it's just like understanding like what the track's doing, right? Like, I think everybody had a big wake up when, when Irwindale came around because like, with that surface scraped down, it, it was a whole other track than what anybody had notes for, which was cool because it was like yeah. an equalizer, right? Yeah, I I enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> for, <I bet. laughs> for obvious reasons. But uh, yeah, I felt like last year with so much rubber laid down, a lot of it was actually starting to peel up when it mm. would get uh, brushed off. Um, and this season, without all that buildup, you know, it was a, a pretty equal surface from the start of the track to the end. Yeah, I heard a few people say that, that like this year was, uh, although it was different, but it was more predictable. Like it yeah. wasn't wasn't as patchy. Didn't have any of these weird sections. Exactly. In it. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously it looked <laughs> it looked good on your on your driving style. I, I do want to like touch on something that's like kind of interesting. Did you? I don't I don't have like all the times, but did you feel like your car was slower than other cars, or did you just drive it in a different way than everybody else did? Uh, with the added grip from the surface of the track, we definitely loosened it up a little bit. Okay. Um, I also think, you know, being on that higher line against the wall with some of the marbles being there, maybe in some spots it was a little bit, but mm-hmm. then again, I was still able to chase people. So that's a good point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not like you weren't, it's not like you were like falling way behind people. Yeah. Um, it was, it was interesting. Cause like after, after the event, and even you know this week in SEMA, like everybody's talking drifting, right? Like, yeah. you, you know how it is. Like, you just you just end up anybody you talk to, you end up talking drifting. But I had I had brought up a point that I think that event and the way you drove it may be a shift in how we see guys drive next year. That like the over gripped up crazy fast speeds, people are realizing like, oh, you don't have to win that way. Right. I just, I mean, the biggest thing that it came down to was we just made the car easy to drive. Hmm. That's fair. It looked easy. I mean, not that I could ever do it, but like it looked, it looked easy. You didn't look like you were fighting it. It looked smooth. Yeah. You you could transition quickly, although it was still, you know, quick. Yeah. There were some, some events earlier in the season where, you know, we were definitely like, okay, that's way too much grip. We need to free it up. But also we didn't want to lose pace. And also, you know, with the new setup on the new chassis, just figuring out the limits of everything or, you know, yeah, what we can and can't do. Well, you, you made a huge jump. You were 31st qualifying in Utah to first qualifying in <laughs> Irwindale. Like that's, that's nuts. Yeah. Utah, Utah was uh, a bit of a rough one. We just had, we had a bunch of like small sensors go mm. bad and there's the timing of it wasn't great. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd rather, I'd rather have a timeout then than at Irwindale. So yeah. I think it worked out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's wild, man. I mean, like, obviously it's a huge congrats. I think it's a, I think it shows too that like when your head is in the game, how different of a driver you can be. Yeah. 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 It's at this level, it's, I'd say more than 80% mental. Yeah. Because everyone that's there Mm -hmm. knows how to drive. It's just being in the right headspace to do what you need to do when you need to do it at the right time. Are you... Have you found that like maybe your your ritual to get in the right headspace has changed over the years? A little bit. I used to be uh, like in pro am. I actually would have 
you know, headphones in under my helmet and listen to music to calm me down. Hmm. And now it's just kind of don't overthink things, you know, just know in the back of my head, okay, I know what I need to do. I just need to do it. And, you know, just don't put too much pressure on myself. Yeah, that's fair. Did you, did you carry over the music thing from, from like the hockey days? Cause like, I know a lot of guys in the dressing room are putting in headphones before, before going out on the ice. Yeah. A lot of it was, uh, it started with that. Um, and then I talked to some people and they're like, Hey, you should, you know, listen to some music that doesn't have too many lyrics and mm. let you kind of just zone out and chill. And, you know, it, it worked for me in Pro-Am and, you know, going forward in the Pro 2 and the Pro Spec, you know, you can't really listen to music <laughs> while you're on a radio. So just, just figuring out the changes through that. Just get them to pipe it in. Like just, just, <laughs> just plug in like, you know, plug in a phone and, and have it come through the headset. I, I, I don't see a reason why not. <laughs> yeah, that reminds me of that that clip in the Gran Turismo movie where he starts playing the the music through the radio. Yeah, <laughs> I I I you know I can't see why not. I mean, it, obviously it locks up the channel, but uh, yeah. I mean, if it gets you in the right zone, then I say go for it. I mean, now you can just hum it, right? You can just yeah. start singing in your <laughs> start singing in your helmet instead. Yeah, we were actually yeah. at Irwindale, we were singing some songs back and forth to each other on the radio. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I'm glad you've you've moved on a little bit from just yelling obscenities through the microphone before heading it on track. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would I would have paid to to get the recordings of of what you were like back in the day because I've heard I've heard some stories about what the radio chatter's been like over the years. Yeah, yeah, definitely had to calm down a bit. <laughs> that's, that's part of moving to like a pro t- to like a bigger team, right? Is yeah. like you got you got to be a little more professional. Not as many South Park yeah. quotes. Yeah, yeah, those are, those are fun. <laughs> Uh, that's good. It sounds like you're still, you know, you're still having fun with the the team though. It's just, it's just different, right? Like it's, yeah, it's just a different setup. So exactly. Yeah. Um, how much, how much did you take, you know, things like crewing for Van Kirk back in the day? How, like how much does that set you up for driving in pro now? So, I mean, being a part of that, just learning how teams operate and, you know, just being involved with everyone and getting to network with everyone is, I mean, it was a huge opportunity and, just yeah like the, just thankful to be a part of that at the time too like yeah getting to meet different drivers different crew members you know people that i know now from then it's it's been pretty awesome i've, I've said it multiple times but it's like i think everybody going into pro should have at least a couple of events working for a pro team like if you yeah. just go into like or even even going into like prospect now like Go go work for a team for a couple of events. Just so you have any idea of like where are the meetings? Where do you get your like? Yeah. Where do you get your hard card? Who Andy Luck is? Like you need to know yeah. all of that before you get there. So <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a ton of controlled chaos and a lot of moving pieces that you gotta make sure are in the right spot. Yeah, learning that is is a big deal. Yeah, it's 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 massive. I mean, it's almost as important as the driving itself is understanding the infrastructure. Right. And the operations of, of Formula Drift as a whole. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. Well, how, how did you get your start, man? I mean, I, I'm super curious, like, how this all kicked off because you've moved around over the years. Obviously, hockey was a, a massive, massive part of your life for a long time. Skating, you know, BMX. But, like, what, what was that moment where you saw drifting and you're like, oh, this is what it's all about now? So the very beginning, when I very first saw drifting, I was at a movie theater with my dad when I was about 10 years old, I want to say. 
And I don't remember what the movie was, but I remember it was the preview for Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. Mm. And I saw DK drifting up the spiral in the parking garage and was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Then looked, looked more into what drifting was. Uh, went to a D1 event in Vegas in 20, 2007. And, you know, hockey kind of took over at that point and refound drifting in 2012 and went to our first FD event as spectators then. Yeah. Yeah. Shouts out to Vegas Storm back in the day from the WSHL, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Played played all over. I played two years in Florida of juniors uh, for the Palm Beach Hawks and then uh, a season in Nashville, New Hampshire for um, blanking the Islanders. Yeah. <laughs> <Just> brain fart. <laughs> That's all good. But, but yeah, then after that, went to to Casper, Wyoming, played a half a season for the Casper Coyotes and then finished my junior career in Vegas. At that's, home. that's crazy. That's such a, that's a good, that's a good chunk, man. That's a few places too. Yeah. But lots of different places. Yeah. <laughs> lots, lots. Yeah. You're an lots. asset on the trade market is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> lots of road trips, lots of traveling. Yeah. So, so where does it go from, from there after, Seeing that in Vegas. Um, yeah, after seeing the D1 event, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, this is cool. And then started getting into it in video games and all sorts of other things. And when I was playing Forza, I actually rediscovered drifting and, mm. you know, kept this, an eye on it here and there. And, you know, eventually led to getting a force feedback set up and learning how to drift on a sim. And, you know, I did that for a handful of years. And then 2015, I got my, technically my second E36 M3. And, you know, my dad and I started doing track days with that. And then 2016, I convinced him to let me take it to a drift event here at Lanier. And, uh, yeah, it kind of spiraled out of control from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the addiction, the addiction got pretty heavy at that point, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, getting any drift event that I could, you know, figuring out how to get tires and, you know, just trying to do my best and get as much seat time as possible. Hmm. What, uh, what program did you get your, your license through then? So I drove Lone Star 2018, got fourth place there. And then the next season I did both Lone Star and East 10 drift. And okay. I got first in Lone Star in 2019 and third in East 10. So, yeah. so so, two two of the most competitive pro-ams at the time. <laughs> and you, <laughs> yeah, any, I mean, Lone Star produced so many incredible drivers. I mean, East 10 yeah. did too. So especially during that era, that's, that's wild, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the biggest reason too, is like, you know, you want to go to pro-am to get your license, but you also want to go to learn as a driver and to drive with, you know, really good drivers. And it's those two series, you know, on top of being the closest were, you know, some of the best at the time. Yeah, so I'm glad to have been able to participate with them. Yeah, that's that's nuts. Didn't you you did the the Japan trip as well with Lone Star, right? Yeah, uh, 2018 and 2019, and I'm actually looking to go back next year. So, mm. yeah, COVID uh, kind of put a cancel on those plans for a little bit, but yeah, we still got the car over there, and I've been talking to Aaron about going back over with them. What did you, what did you pick up for a car over there? It's a JCX90. Nice. It's uh yeah, it's. It's not pretty, but it, you know, had all the stuff we needed is like 
between 400 and 450 horsepower. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it rips. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, per- that's absolutely perfect. I mean, if yeah. not, it's like almost more than what you need for, for running there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was something that I wanted to, because the, they have the episode drift series and uh, right. the G1 GP over there too. So I want to be able to, you know, dabble in those if I had the time or if we were over there at the same time. Yeah. I know a bunch of guys are over there this, this week, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. I saw Chelsea's going over there. Yeah. That, that E36 wagon. Yeah. Yeah. It's sick. It's sick. We were actually there when those guys showed up with that car, driving it all the way from Germany. That's, <laughs> that was a crazy story. <laughs> so uh, like, yeah, we just drove here all the way from Germany. We're like, what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess, it, yeah, it's, I wonder what the, I wonder what the drive time is like to do that. Yeah, I think a couple it was, days. It was like 5,500 miles or something crazy. Jesus. Like all the way through Europe, across Russia, took a boat from Russia to Japan and then driving it to the track. Like just, just to have that car sitting at Ebizu yeah. to, to be able to drive. Yeah. Oh, man, that is, uh, that's wild. Yeah. I, I've, I've yet to do the Japan trip and it is, it is definitely on the bucket list, but I'm like, slowly just asking all these people that I'm meeting through drifting, be like, do you have a car there? So that way I know when I'm ready to go, I'll be like, Hey Nick, here's a couple thousand bucks, man. Let me rent your car for the week. <laughs> it's not doing anything else. Might as well let somebody yeah, drive it. It's, so. I mean, it's, it's been sitting there for going on four years now. So yeah, I heard the rent on it's not that bad though. Like once you have the car, no, you, know, was, you don't charge yeah, that the, much. The, the storage, I think at the time, I, I don't know if Andy's changed it. Um, it was like, 5,000 yet a month. Okay. So 50, so like, what's that work out to be like 50 bucks uh, or something like that? Yeah. Now it it's like 38 bucks a month or something. Yeah. Which, yeah, like it, it makes total sense to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you can, if you can make it over there at least once a year, it makes sense. Right. Yeah. But I mean, exactly. right now, obviously like, you know, it's been a little bit, but sounds like you're on your way back there soon anyways. Hopefully. Yeah. Just yeah. trying to, trying to do everything we can to make that work. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, the schedules all line up with testing and the season and everything like that. When when are you back behind the wheel then? Like you're obviously off. I don't know if you're going to do PRI, but like you you've got some time, I would assume, before you're driving again. Yeah, we've uh, yeah we're going to PRI. Um, actually, we resurrected my prime car. It's now going to be my demo car. We put a an LS3 with a cam in it. Cool. Um, so just you know, there's the local linear stuff every Friday night through the off season. So. Hmm hit up some of those. I know we're going to mid pond in a couple weeks with a lot of the E-Town friends. Okay. So, Damn, so okay. I, you know, yeah, just trying to get as much seat time in the off season as possible. Yeah. So it's, it's really not even an off season for you. It's just like, okay, if there's something available and you know, there's no snow on the ground, I'm going. Yeah. It's a, it's an off competition season. Ah, <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. That's definitely a good way of putting it. I know, I know you, obviously you sim drift a ton. What's, what's your current sim setup? Uh, right now, I've got the Simagic Alpha Mini and uh, the Q1S shifter. And um, it's all on a rig right next to me, actually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, uh, we also compete in VDC during the yep. off-season Virtual Drift Championship. My spotter, Craig, actually runs that. Right, right. Yeah. I forgot about it's, that. Uh, yeah, it's essentially the, the formula drift of online, if you will. Yeah. So you have you have to get licensed in order to compete, and the competition is as hard as, if not maybe even harder than FD 
Like FD is tough. Yeah. But the amount of time that these guys can spend driving just nonstop and testing and tuning, it's it's a lot. Like I know people who have you know, several thousand hours just in driving wow. online. I, I remember seeing like a qualifying and like it was like the lowest score was still like a ninety three or ninety four. It yeah. was literally like ninety four up to up to ninety nine nine or something. It was it was wild. Yeah. It's like there the were a there were a couple of events where I scored, you know, 92 or 93 and I didn't qualify. <laughs> yeah. It, these guys are insanely good. I wonder what it is. Like if it's a confidence or like the lack of, you know, mechanical instability. Right. I think also it's, you know, it's the fact that they can get so much seat time and they can try these different things. And there's, you know, there's no risk. You just hit a button and reset. Hmm. Yeah. So you can try you can try different things and not worry about crashing or breaking your car or you know burning up tires. You can just get unlimited seat time. Yeah, just just run it hard. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, like if it helps with with training, then then why not? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a lot of. I use it actually a lot just to to practice like the the mental aspect of of competition stuff just to. You know, to practice getting my head right and everything for FD. Blocking everything out and, and yeah. focusing it on that one thing. Yeah, and just, you know, just practicing it to not overthink and to just, you know, try and do what I need to do there. Yeah, I, I, that's that's an interesting take on it. I know, like speaking with Andy Haitley about it, he's like, yeah, he's like, I can run just initiations and I can just run a thousand initiations over and over yeah. again. But I don't, this is the first time someone's really brought up the mental aspect of it, like doing it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it's mm. it's definitely useful. You have to like get the front end of a BMW soon and just like <laughs> like install it ill in there so it feels as as real. Yeah. Well, right now I'm actually in VR. I used to do okay. You know, I went from single to triples, then to VR. Um, and I actually have a tough time now going back to singles or triples. It's hmm. because when you're in VR, you you're sitting in the car. Like, yeah. You turn your head. You know, there's your passenger seat, your wheels right in front of you, your shifters there. So it really gives you uh, like all the visual references that you would use in real life. What did, what did you do to get over the motion sickness? Because that's the one thing I haven't been able to do. I never had it. Really? Yeah. <sighs> Damn. I know sometimes, um, sometimes it comes from just overheating and just not getting enough airflow. Uh, sometimes also the headsets will have... Uh, the lenses will be adjustable. Mm. So like for offsetting. So if they're offset the one way or the other, it can throw your visuals off and kind of mess with your head. So a lot of so it could just be the tuning. Huh. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I still remember like the first time I, I saw a guy doing sim dreads years ago. Yeah. And uh, the dude just had like a whole bunch of gravel and like ginger ale like sitting aside and I'm like, what's this for? He's like, Oh, I get motion sick. Like still I'm like, Holy shit. But I mean, that would have been a really old set of, of VR goggles. I mean, we're talking probably six, seven years ago. Yeah. So it's, it's, I know it's gotten significantly better since then. Yeah. I think the headset I'm on, I think I've had since 2019. So it's, it's, it's good. I know there's stuff that's better that's come out since, but I know it's still doing the job. It's still kicking. So. Hmm. And that's, that's run through PC. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so the yeah, it just plugs in with a USB and a HDMI. 
Uh, are you are you a big PC guy? Like, are you like into building at all, or just like, uh, this one? Works? I actually, I actually just got the parts to put together a new PC. Ah, damn! Um, what are you gonna run? It's a it's a forty ninety build. Nice. I wanted I wanted to get something that I you know because my PC is starting to starting to go now. It's starting to crash on some stuff. Yeah. It's like okay, it's time to build something fresh, and I just wanted to get something that is. On the ver- basically as close to being future proof as possible. It's, yeah, as close as you can in, in the PC world, which is like yeah. really it's like three to four years is kind of what you can you can kind of plan for. But I mean a forty ninety right. though, you're gonna be good for a bit. Yeah, I yeah. think I think it'll hopefully it'll last like eight to ten. Okay. What what did you do CPU wise? It's uh uh seventy eight hundred X three D. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that is like the gaming CPU right now. Yeah. So. Sick. Yeah, I'm AMD and uh, I've got a 2080 Super, which I'm yeah, desperately that's what I'm at. on right now. Oh, sick. Yeah, it's, it's I yeah. mean, it's, it is good, but I, I 100%, it is starting to show a bit of its age in like newer stuff right. where I'm like, ah, damn, I can't max everything out anymore. So, yeah, when I saw the, when I saw the bookmarks and the benchmarks of everything of the 2080 Super compared to the 4090 and the 4090s over 200% faster, I was like, okay. Yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. At that point, it's just cooling, though. I mean, that's a yeah. that's such a beast of a of a GPU. Yeah. yeah. They're huge. Yeah, I know. They're, they're like, triple I, slots. They're massive. Yeah, I, I had a picture. I sent it in our group chat like, with my hand <laughs> next to it, and everyone's like, "Holy crap! That thing is huge." <sighs> Make sure to get like a GPU support, though. Like yeah. it is. It is massive. I know. I know a, a couple people that were running the 3090s. And we're yeah. getting like like sagged to the point where like it's it was like bent down. Yeah, I've I've heard some some bad stories about that. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, that's why my spotter and Zach uh, Ryan literal spotter both got, just recently did uh, actually Craig did forty eighty. Okay, but you know they they were telling me you know about the the bracing and everything. So yeah. I got all that. So. We either like during like during this conversation, there's either a bunch of people that just completely tuned out, or there's a bunch of people who are like super pumped on PC stuff. I'm mean, gonna have to like go back and like watch what the stats are, but yeah. Yeah, whatever. I mean, hey, it's a part of it now. Like realistically, like, talking about this is now almost as much a part of drifting because of because of how big sim drifting has gotten. Yeah. So like you need to know these things. That, like if you want to be competitive, have the most frame rates for the most accurate, you know, a- and most precision in in sim drifting. Yeah. 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 Just, and then also the the Sim Magic experience that they brought right. in this year. That's that's awesome. My buddy Anton runs that. And, okay. Um, you know, just them being able to let the public get a taste of sim drifting and you know, test out the that equipment. It's pretty pretty cool. Well, and show like how good and high fidelity it can be and, and the right. feeling of it, like just the force feedback on right. those systems is is crazy and so yeah. granular. The amount of tuning too that you have is yeah. like way more than some of the other brands. It's it's been pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I have to ask, if you are walking into Bucky's and you are not allowed a basket, how much stuff can you carry in your hands and what are you carrying out? Um I've actually done that before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got to the point where I was like, okay, maybe I should get a basket. Um uh, <laughs> They have their bottled water is actually one of my favorites. Uh, it's just the green label. Yeah. So I always get a bunch of those. Um, their their chicken fajita tacos are really good. 
Wow, you're like you're like full B side of this menu too. You're not even like brisket <laughs> and and beaver nuggets. You're you're going for the good shit. The yeah the the chips the chips and the the uh, tater tots in the morning yeah. are good. Uh, their sausage egg and cheese croissant is one of my favorite breakfast items. I will, I will give you that. That is, I've yet to have one quite as good as theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And then they also started having those uh, the sausage egg and cheese bowls too. Oh, I haven't. I've been. So, it's been a bit. I haven't been to one in a while, so that's that's relatively yeah, those, new to me. Those are nice because you don't. <laughs> they're they're less calories, so you can get a little bit more and not feel <laughs> as bad. <laughs> are you are you uh, a regular at the beef jerky bar then, or is that not your game? No, I'm not. A, it's not like I'm a, against jerky or anything. It's just not my thing. Just not what you're uh, there for. S- certain turkey jerkies I like. I'm not a big meat eater. Okay. Hmm. I won't judge you. It's fine. It's fine. I'm a, I'm a cherry cola jerky. Like I, I, I will go for that or their jalapeno pretty much yeah. right off the bat. Yeah. Bucky's is an experience though. It is, yeah. it is definitely an experience. Yeah. Every, every time you stop there, they've got something new. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. So on your, on, on your adventures, um, how many locations from diners, drive-ins and dives have you made it to? Knowingly? I don't know, actually. Mm. Uh, I know I've seen some. Uh, the biggest one off the top of my head is Marietta Diner. Is that New Jersey? No, it's it's uh, right actually right down the street from Corby Works. Oh, okay, okay. Huh. Yeah, they, that was on, uh, I want to say it was an older episode though, mm. from probably 2010-ish, around okay. there somewhere. Will you will you knowingly like plot out like at locations be like hey what can I what can I check off? No, it's it's more the the entertainment of mm. of the triple D stuff for me. The uh, just getting to see like all the different types of stuff that they can make and the creativity behind it's pretty cool. Ah, uh, and then Guy Fieri's a character, so just this is true. Watch watching him is always entertaining. Yeah, he is. He is. Quite entertaining. I mean, and, but like also knowledgeable, you know, I, I think yeah. people like discredit him and think that like, he's just this like wacky guy when it's like, no, he's like, he's legitimate yeah. chef and knows what he's talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And then he's getting his sons into it and they're hosting TV shows together. And That's pretty yeah, sad. It's, it's cool. Are you, are you still like, you know, food network as much as possible? Uh, it's it's starting to come down a little bit, uh, okay. especially since hockey season started. And ah, uh, that's fair. Yeah, watching watching a lot of you know, is being you know living in Vegas and then Florida and then Atlanta. Um, you know, when I lived in Vegas, there was no Golden Knights at the time, so mm. I I picked my team at the time, and it was the Pittsburgh Penguins. Right, right. What, so, what, would, what would you say the greatest Crosby moment is then? Probably the back-to-back cups. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my dog's name is Sydney. Ah, so, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Just, I remember one time too. Like, and he never fights. Uh, we were actually at a, a Panthers uh, Penguins game in Florida. Keith Ballard hip checked Malkin and mm. flipped him. Like he went head over heels, tumbling, and Crosby actually fought him. And I was like. We just saw one of like the most rare things ever in <laughs> hockey. Sid never drops his gloves. Yeah. 
Yeah, the golden chair, the 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 magic hands, right? You don't want right. to break those. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, can't can't risk it. <laughs> I I always yeah. put down, you know, the the golden goal in you know when he was playing for Team Canada. Um, yeah, I was working at a restaurant at the time, and we put in a TV in the kitchen so we could watch it. But the way that they routed the cable is it had to come into the kitchen first and then split off. So what was funny is that the kitchen got the the feed about two seconds faster than it did out in the bar. <laughs> so when he scored that goal, the whole kitchen erupted and we were like screaming and we came running out of the kitchen. And as we did that, everybody turned to look at us and they all missed the goal on the TV. Oh, it was man. like one of the, it was one of the funniest moments. Yeah, was, that, was yeah. A, yeah. that was an interesting goal too because you just you just threw it at the net from the corner. It went in. Yeah. So. And, but, and uh, like, and he was, played like shit the whole tournament. Like, it wasn't even <laughs> like he was crushing the whole tournament, but like, yeah, he, but they did have, I mean, they had, they had an all star team though, too. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish, I wish that NHL players could play in the Olympics still. It's, it's like yeah. all star games every game. Dude, it's, it was wild. I mean, I, I've heard it might come back, but I don't know. We'll see. I would just, I would love to see like Matthews, like personally, like, like Matthews play. Um, in the Olympics, I think that'd be sick, yeah. especially against like a. I mean, I'm a big Leafs fan, so like yeah. seeing Marner and Nylander and Matthews all play against each other in that tournament would be would be wild. Yeah, uh, that'd be crazy. Yeah, one day, one day, maybe we'll get back. To it, but <laughs> um, cool. I want to get your opinion on the tire debate and drifting right now. Do you are you of the camp of like let's just keep going crazier with these tires, or have we gotten too far and we need to start dialing it back? <sighs> I think, I don't know, it's tough to say because, like, I've driven on stuff like the Volinos and, but not, I've never driven on the, the 160s 140s. or right. any of the 140s yeah. or anything. And that, you know, the, the 200s aren't that different to, to what we drive on, but the 160s and the 140s, I've heard, are just absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. So I will say, I did drive on 285. 200s one time uh, back at a clutch kickers round in my pro am car, and my car was struggling. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like I, I had them at 50 psi and the rear shocks fully stiff, and I still, I'm pretty sure that was when I broke my clutch. Because you're clutch kicking. And that's not yeah. even on like a nuts track where, you know. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So we still, like, we still have room then. Like, we can, we can keep making yeah, these cars faster. Yeah, there's there's a point where it gets you know too gnarly, but I think it's just a balance of everything, you know, just figuring out the the right balance of you know size to grip compound, and yeah. you know I think Kevin's doing a pretty good job right now. I think I think we're close. Like I, I mean I I think it's as good as it can. Like I don't know, it's tough. I, I like it. And I liked it once again, like what you did in Irwindale of not just trying to grip the shit out of the car and just drive it. Yeah. So it was drivable. It shows that we can run both paths and there's more than one way to win an event. I think another thing too, is people get gnarly with like dropping pressures super low. When yeah. You don't really need to a lot of times. Yeah. Your, your tire life was fine during that whole run. Like it wasn't, I guess it wasn't super yeah. grippy. So like, it, it's not like we you uh, we definitely had to, you know, gain some tire life back after qualifying. Yeah. And, you know, for qualifying day, we were we were going through a set every lap. Yeah. And we were like, okay, it's fine. We'll leave it for qualifying because it works. And 
And so we, you know, you know, changed some stuff on the car, made the setup work to make the tires last for two laps. And then also scrubbing in a little bit last too, just getting barely enough heat in the tires and mostly scrubbing the fronts. Yeah. Um, a lot of stuff that I actually learned from ProSpec. Because, you know, having having so much power in ProSpec, you're just, you're burning the tires off. Like, with with it, like, the 255 is a great tire, but having a heavier car, because my car at the time was, you know, about 3,200 pounds, and then, you know, 900 horsepower. Yeah. You're asking a lot of the tire. <laughs> yeah. Huh. So yeah, just learn learning some techniques then to to make the tires last while still, you know, making sure that the car feels all right. Uh definitely translated to Arundale. Yeah. Well you you held on to it. Obviously, like you're making it through both runs. I wasn't sure. I know a couple of guys even just watching were were pretty much down to to cables by the time they were coming across the finish line. And we didn't even have yeah. like that big extended finish like we had a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, with that third turn though, I feel like, I feel like the tire work can be a little bit better because with, with the outside two as big as, as it is with that third turn, it cuts it down a little bit. And then that way you're not running as much stress through that, that outside rear passenger wheel. Right. So it kind of evens that a little bit, but not, too much. Yeah, I know what you're it's, saying. It's it's a balancing game. Yeah, because you kind of you come off of it, and then you're still adding more to the other side, so you don't have to like, you know, shift the car to burn one tire more than the other. Right. As as much, you're still going to. Yeah. Yeah. You're you're right. Your right rear is going to hate life. <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> that leading tire. Uh, so what 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 track would you remove from FD, and what track would you add in? It could be a previous one it could be one that we've never been to so people aren't gonna like the one to remove there's a lot of cool things about it but just the inconsistencies i would probably say long beach really okay yeah yeah like the having the crowd there is cool you know drifting the streets there is cool but there's and a lot of people don't really talk about it is there's so many different surface changes there that it's yeah. super inconsistent yeah. Like it changes time of day and weather and temperature a lot more drastically than other places. And if I had to bring one back, it would be TMS, Texas yeah. Motor Speedway. Just because, you know, driving Lone Star there yeah. is a familiar track. And which, which, layout, which layout would you run then? The, the, 2020, the 2020 layout, but with the. Was it 2015 run up? Okay, so that's going at the wall and finishing wide, or is that starting? That's the you just haul it down the straight and chuck it in where uh, basically you would start where the tire wall would be. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then you initiate on that and then head out, and then it's kind of your ass, and you finish along yeah. the big curve. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've seen I've seen yeah, Aaron run that layout quite a bit, and it's it's yeah, pretty sick. it's a it's a big send layout, and it's, yeah. it's really fun. Especially if you can go as far back as like they'll run in Lone Star, like you said, the 20, yeah. 2015 run up. Which yeah, is, there's a there's a little yeah. access road where you pull onto where we where we'd had the hot pits for even twenty twenty FD, yeah. and 
we would start all the way back there and you just yeah. book it. And we, uh, I think, because Ben Hobson ran Lone Star too. I think he had one of the fastest entries there. I think he was at one twenty for entries. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, I was like one hundred five to one hundred seven sometimes. But yeah, his his car has always been fast. Yeah, he's he's, he's just too. he's just a psycho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know it yeah, hasn't. Him, though. It hasn't been confirmed, but like I I know he talked a lot about moving up to pro, and I I think. I think it'll be a big jump for him, but I also think that he might be one of the quickest to adapt. Like, yeah, he's definitely yeah. got the skill and the talent for it. And just the lack of fear. Like, there, yeah. there is no hesitation in, in the way he drives at all. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, huh. and, get, and getting to drive with him back in the day was always fun. And then, you know, he moved from Florida back up here to Atlanta, so we get to drive with Lanier every so often together. Oh, that's sick. Who who yeah. else like on the FD roster are you are you driving with regularly? Um, ben, uh, Dustin Miles. Nice. Uh, who else? Uh, Taylor Hole sometimes comes out to Lanier. Um, Kazuya and I'll drive, you know, during testing and everything. But it's mm-hmm. tough with with him being in LA. Oh right, yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to remember who else comes down or comes up from Florida. That's that's it off the top of my head. Um, I know literal has come to some of the events where I've driven, but my car has broken or <laughs> I've finished driving. I ran out of tires or something before he got on track and <laughs> just never lined up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but do you, I drive do you with make, him a lot on on sim though? Do you make the the trek down to Florida much at all? Or I mean, obviously, with like clutch kicker's gone now. Like, there's probably not as much of a reason to. Linear is pretty <laughs> sick, so. Yeah, Lanier's, Lanier's the easiest. It's less than an hour away. Yeah. Um, but not so much to Florida anymore. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to go run? Like OSW? Like, you know. <laughs> I did that once uh, before the schedule changed during 2020. I actually went down there to do some testing. Uh, okay. Just one of their local events. And Pat Goodman was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I was like, I'm testing. He's like, oh, okay, cool. That's fun. Have fun. I haven't chatted with Patton for, actually, I chatted with him in, uh, during Irwindale, like briefly. Like, I can't remember. We like DM'd each other, but there was like something. I can't remember what the heck it was about. Oh, I was bugging him because he was actually on my old podcast years ago and he forgot. (laughs) And I'm like, how did you forget? He's like, I don't know. I'm just doing a bunch of stuff. I'm like, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's a good guy. I miss, I miss Pat in the series. Yeah, I, actually, Connor O'Sullivan also comes down a couple of times. Yeah, and he, we'll yeah, we'll he's another ripper. To, yeah, he's just absolute shredder. Yeah, like we'll actually go up to Tennessee for some of the events up there also. So, you know, guys like him will be driving. Hurst uh, will come down sometimes. Yeah, so getting to run with those guys is also fun. Yeah, it's it's always cool to see. FD guys at whatever level just kind of like be able to party drive together. Yeah. Just there's like an inherent trust that you guys have where you like know immediately like, oh, I can, you know, I can run doors with this guy with without a problem. Like I know what yeah. I know what he knows. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cole Richards too. Oh yeah. Cole Cole's Richards another guy. will come up to Linear a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. And his he, he'll drive his E thirty six a lot too. Mm. Um his his practice car is an E36 with the Jay-Z and everything. Yeah. So you, you, 
You two remind me a lot of each other. Like you guys both have this very like kind of quiet and subdued personality. And then when you drive, you're just both insane. So it's just, it's just funny. I, it, and it's funny too, that you guys both, both were, you know, drove with Koru. Um, yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's just funny how that, that's all worked out. Yeah. He's, he's another shredder. Like yeah. coming in his first season in prospect and getting a win. That's just wild. And then getting second in Utah is crazy. Yeah, I know he just ran it. I think he just ran a couple mechanical things over the year. Yeah. I mean, that's so much of it is just making sure the car works properly. Exactly. Yeah, the the consistency of the vehicle is almost almost more important. I mean, consistency is so key in this sport because like one or two right. rounds you don't do well and that's it. There's your points for the year. Yeah, especially prospect with only four rounds. You know, you miss out on one event, it can screw your whole season up. Yeah, one one bad event, right? That's that's yeah. it. It's over. But yeah. yeah. That. So what are you what are you looking forward to the most coming into twenty three? Um, hopefully, I can make it happen to where we get some more carbon fiber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to I just want to keep the momentum rolling and just you know keep doing as well as I can. And you know the the team is has been a huge play on that, like mm-hmm. just letting me focus on driving and helping me get in the right headspace and you know, bouncing ideas off of setup and everything off of them and then saying, you know, yeah, that's a good idea. Or no, you don't want to change that right now. It's, mm. it helps a lot. The pushback, right. Where it's yeah. like that you think of something and then they're like, well, actually let's, let's do this. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's been some things where I'm like, Hey, Jerry, should we do this? He's like, no, just drive the car. Just, it's fine. You just, you, you know what you need to do. Just do it. Hmm. Interesting. That's yeah. I think that's I think that's key though. I, I really yeah. do because I do it, think there's it, a lot of times where drivers will want to change something when it's not the car, it's it's just a right. driving thing. Exactly. Like that that confidence too that you gain from that. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, like that he believes in me. I know what I need to do. Like you're not second guessing anything. And you know, it just lets you do it do your thing. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that being a big confidence thing too. Where you're like, oh, okay, it's not. I mean, I maybe just like a little bit shitty because you're like, oh, you're telling me it's me, it's not the car, and you're like, okay, well, I guess I just need to drive different or drive better or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, it helps quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I I mean anything anything to improve the driving, right? Like that's right. at the end of the day, it's just it's just about getting better. Exactly. And then, you know, getting to drive with the best drivers in the world. Yeah. Know? And everyone's helping everyone progress because everyone's always pushing the limit of what we can do in these things. Like, All right, all you podcast listeners, I managed to poke and prod Ryan Sage a little bit and save you some money on merch. So use code PODCAST23 at checkout. Save yourself 20% on your favorite FD merch, with the hats, shirts, lanyards, whatever it is that you want. Use code PODCAST23 at checkout. Save that money. Get yourself some cool FD stuff, and we'll see you out there. Is there is there it's, any anybody on grid that you still get, like, a little starstruck? Like, you line up next to him, you're like, holy shit. Uh, a lot. So, yes and no. I've actually had to, like, throughout the season be like, wait, I'm one of them now. Like, yeah. Like, I'm at the same level. Like, we're competing. But, you know, when I'm not in the car... I'm like, that's, you know, that's Chelsea, that's Odie, that's James. Like, yeah, 
Like these guys are still my favorite guys to watch. I think you're like tied for wins too against Odie. I think you, I think you guys are like two and two or something like that. I was running through stats earlier. I think so. Yeah, thinking about it. I'll have to, I'll have to double check. If, if anybody listening wants something cool, uh, I think it's drift stats or formula drift stats. I'll put a link to it. But there's like a full breakdown of everybody's <laughs> run records. I gotta check that out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll find. I'll make sure to put a link down. But yeah, I, I, I'm almost positive you and Odie are, are tied two and two, which is crazy. Not like nothing against you saying that you don't deserve to be there, but it's like I didn't yeah, realize like, you guys went four times against each other. I think, yeah, two, we went two times last year and two times this year. Yeah, uh, I will say I think he got unlucky. What I beat him last year, but I think it was because he had a mechanical in St. Louis. Yeah, so yeah, take it. The, the downside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's, you know, it's not the way you want things to happen. You know, you no. always want it to be heads up. No, so. I, I know what you're saying that's. I mean, it's very noble of you, but it's also like that's that's the battle of the mechanics, though, right? Yeah, that's not the battle of the drivers anymore. It's the battle of the of the crew. Yeah, it's at that point. It, a lot of times, it'll just come down to luck, too. Like, yeah, because also you know sometimes no matter how well you build a car, sometimes you just have a fluke failure. Like, well, yeah, look at Chelsea like, Irwindale. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's it's you know the most well staffed team with some of the best built cars with the greatest drivers and right. shit still happens. Yeah. Yeah. But and then, yeah. yeah, he got me in long beach last year and Atlanta this year. Mm. Mm. But I mean, you got him in Irwindale. So <laughs> yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's an incredible driver though. Like, oh yeah. It's wild. Like his knowledge too about suspension setup and everything. Like just, I mean, I, I feel like it's beating a dead horse, but just watching what Ben did in one of those cars and what Simon did in one of those cars exactly. and what he did in that car, like you can't, you can't get lucky three times in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the knowledge he has on that whole chassis with the suspension and the, you know, just the whole setup on the car uh, is just incredible. Yeah. There, there's something to be said about, about the way that those cars are built and, and, and they're simple. There's, yeah. they're super, super simple cars, but it just works. Yeah. Yeah. And so do you, do you feel, so I, well, eight years ago, you made a post in New Jersey or not New Jersey in Texas of you. And I think it was your dad on the podium together and you were on the first step. Like that's, that's a, what's, what's funny too, is like in that post, there's like selfies with you and drivers. I think it was like Turk and uh, Chelsea and Vaughn. Did you know eight years ago, like that, that was it? Like, this is where you were going to be? Uh, I knew it was definitely a spot where I wanted to be, but I never thought it was possible. You know, uh, we, I remember my dad and I in 2015, um, we actually were able to go to four different rounds. That was back when it was only seven. Mm. Um, so we went to Long Beach, Atlanta, Orlando, and Irwindale. So that was, that was the first, uh, last Irwindale ever event. <laughs> So we're like, all right, let's go. It'll be the last one. And, you know, yeah. here we are, however many years later. And <laughs> it's not, but, you know, yeah, getting a, to, to go to those events was, was always awesome. And, you know, some of those, we did the, the VIP, so we got to do the track walk and, you know, see how much rubber gets laid down and, you know, crazy stuff like that. And it was, yeah, it was awesome. It's, it's cool. Like, the more 
there, there's so many, so many of you guys where I go back on social media and find that post where it's like, you know, either saying I'm going to be there one day or on the podium or something that like predicts that future, which is, is so wild to me how many times I've run into it now. Yeah, there was actually the hockey player in me at the time was like, "No, don't stand on the on the top of the box. It'll if I ever uh, get the there, it'll luck. be a curse." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> luckily that wasn't the case. <laughs> are you are you still superstitious? Uh, a little bit, not nearly as much as I was when I played hockey. Yeah, it was, and it was more like like uh, like habits instead of superstitions. Mm. Like you know, just the. Like for instance, one that I still kind of have is like putting my my equipment on in the same order every time. I was, I was wondering just, about just that. Like like left you know, side, right, right shoe, side, left shoe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then like left glove, right glove. That's and like so the funny. Hans the Hans buckles at, the, at a different time and everything. Yeah, that's good though. I mean, I think those rituals, like as a, as a goalie, who I mean, we're the <laughs> most superstitious of yeah. all the players. Like. Even now, I just I just bought new pads for the first time in ten years, and like, I'm like, oh, my ritual is different. Like the way I do it, my straps and like checking things is different. It's yeah. it's thrown me for like a big head case where I'm like, I don't know if I'm in the right zone now. So, yeah, it's it's wild how that's carried over. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those things where I don't think it'll ever go away. Mm. Even yeah, no matter what. I get into there's always some degree of that. Hmm. Is that even just like starting the car? Like the startup procedure is always the same or. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, like, you know, having to do my straps up in the same order every time, just little stuff like that. But what about burnout box etiquette? Do you have that pretty much laid down? Uh, I pretty much do the same thing every time also. Yeah. Front, like, front scrub left, front scrub right, and then yeah, yeah. It's just you know, figure eight, two, two to three times. Just scrub the front, whip it around, eat, and just alternate the direction. Mm. Okay, yeah. The front scrub, I think, is like one of those new guys coming into drifting, like like learn how to front scrub a car properly. Yeah, a lot of it too, for me at least, isn't to get heat in the tires; it's to get the marbles off. Yeah. So just clean them off just to, cause you're not really going to get a ton of heat just doing crit scrubbing like that. But yeah, I know, uh, Matt feels like a big proponent of, uh, before he gets to the line, just doing like a quick one on the rears just to make sure like anything you pick up between the burnout box and the line comes off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I feel like as soon as you light off when you're leaving the line, that stuff's going to burn off anyway. Yeah, that's fair. It could be a ritual thing too, though. I yeah, I'm sure. He's got his own, you know, throwing the balls against the wall. I think, I think we all do. Yeah. <laughs> we all it's do good. to some degree. It's good. I mean, I've, I'm very excited for the day that we have more in cars so I can just see what all of you do at the line. Cause there's some yeah. funny shit that I've seen over the years of, <laughs> of like, like guys drumming or singing or like hitting themselves in the head. Like everyone's got these weird yeah, I things. I forget who it was, but I remember somebody was, like jamming out in their car beforehand, psyching themselves up. Yeah. And I, I feel like it, it'd be yeah. like a Dylan Hughes thing. I feel like Dylan <laughs> is the kind of guy who like, you just see headbanging in the car before, before hitting the line. 
We were actually talking to to Forrest at SEMA. He actually just put a stereo system in his FD car. Oh my god! So he was yeah he was telling us he was just it was dead silent. He was just jamming out before his battle with Vaughn. <laughs> That's sick. I mean, I remember Dirk Stratton having like he had like power windows and a stereo in his in yeah his he had too. Interior. he had so before before he changed the the engine his original engine in it he actually had AC still too yeah yeah <laughs> like. Like, that's insane. I want that. <laughs> well, I was thinking that when we were talking about, like, getting ready in sim, I'm like, you could, you should almost, like, turn your cool suit into a hot suit just so yeah. you're used to how hot the car gets, right? <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I've, I've got a little space heater here, so maybe I'll just try something crank like it. that. Just, like, put a, you know, get make, like, a blanket for it and just yeah. pump heat into it so you can get get ready for Florida or St. Yeah, Louis, the, really. The downside when, when everything gets too hot though is the the actual headset fogs up ah and you're just like i can't see oh that's a wall (laughs) (laughs) more rumble seats like we need to i i'm waiting for more guys to start getting on like the five axis machines because like they're coming down in price pretty quick so yeah my um i know we we drive with austin makes online a lot too and uh he's got he's got the little like the actuators that you just mount to each corner of your rig yeah and he says that changed the game for him. I, I love Meeks. I he is I I do miss him driving too. Um Same. there's there's a few guys back and it'd be cool to see Van Kirk come back. I think he like screwed off to Australia. Um Yeah. Yeah, Kaufman though, dude. After seeing Kaufman at Grid yeah. Life, I'm like buddy, He's if you, still a madman. Dude, what I said to him as soon as like I came up after that, I'm like, listen. If you ever come back, please text me because I want you on the show like so bad. <laughs> like if you want to make that announcement, I will give you all the time you need. Yeah, yeah. would love to see him come back and ask. Yeah, him. he was like before the hill even crested. He was already initiated. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like him and Simon. It was like a battle of who could throw the bigger entry between the two of them. <laughs> so yeah, um, I wish we could have made that event this year. <sighs> If if they have it next year, I'm, I'm going to make it. Whether it's the Pro Car 36, yeah, I, I need to go. <laughs> more more party events, man. I want to I want to yeah. see you at the party events. Yeah, we we've got the 36 up and going now. So good. Yeah, you know, that's the plan for for next year. So, good. You know, you know, like Hyperfest, Grid Life. You know, the party events. You know, some of the other like, uh, like local smaller series yeah. stuff like that. Um, I, I think it's important. I mean, not just for the driving, but even just like to build your popularity in the sport, right? Yeah, yeah and then you know, give people ride-alongs, let them you know get a taste of what drifting is. Yeah, and you know, yeah, just being addicted to it, <laughs> dude. It's it's nuts. Like, uh, it's it's one of those once you experience it once, it's very difficult to shake. Like, yeah, um, yeah. There's been a few people over the over the last year that I've like really pushed and introduced into it, and and they're obsessed now. One of our one of our staff members came out to FD, and he's like big sim racing guy. He's like a he's like a ranked sim racer. Like does like yeah. Formula One's uh, creators network. His name's Eli. Okay. Anyways, shout out to my buddy Eli. Um, I, he came out to to FD, and he's like, "This is what I've been missing." And I'm like, "Dude, this is it." And like goes home. Downloads a seto, starts like like the next day starts yep. drifting, and it's like that's that's all it takes. Yeah, um, I remember 2015. I, I you know been following drifting at that point, but I'd never driven or ridden in a drift car. Mm-hmm. And Street Driven Tour was down at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and oh. I got a ride along with Turk. 
And that's where that, that one picture of me and him is from. Okay. And uh, that car is actually Higa's comp car now. Yeah. Yeah. But that was the first time I ever got a ride. And as soon as we started drifting, I was like, okay, I want to do this. I don't care what level I get to or what I need to do to make it happen, but I need to do this. Yeah. It's, it's funny that it was Turk for you too, because that's who it was for me. It was the first grid yeah. life. I saw him drifting and like, I saw him go around turn two in Gingerman and I was like, oh, this is it. Like this, <laughs> this is my whole personality now. Immediately yep. I knew. Yep. So even like all my friends, like I, I just kept telling them like, no, drifting is what I, all I want to do forever. So yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, yeah. Why? Because it's awesome. Like yeah. there's no real explanation why it's just, this is what we like. It's, but it's also like, it's, awesome. the, it's also the dumbest sport too. Like that's, and I think that's why maybe I like it so much is it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous that yeah. like, what, what can I compare to this? Like right. there, there's nothing that I have found that scratches the same itch where it's like as loud, as aggressive, as like visceral. Like there's not many sports that you like feel it. Like, you know, like NHRA drag racing, you can feel the engine. So I understand that funny car, same thing. But yeah. like, you're also like smelling it between the fuel and the smoke. Like it just, it hits you in so many different ways. Right. Yeah. Like the, the thing I like to compare to is like, you know, skating or, or BMXing is like, you know, everyone, like there's an objective, yeah, to, you know, get a high score and everything, but everyone has their own style and their own way to achieve that same goal. Yeah. And it, you know, everyone can put their little, their own flair on everything. Yeah. Well, and the, and the cars, right? Like we're talking about like uh, almost unrestricted modification of, of vehicles. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, everyone's liveries too. You know, I mean, obviously some people, you know, are contractually restricted, but even then they still <laughs> do what they can to make them their own. Yeah. Well, and, and, and they're so vastly different, right? Like you find yeah. like a, a simple one, but still looks sick, like Trent Beecham. Like that's, yeah. It's nothing crazy, but it's a it's it's a dope that, looking car. Yeah, that like semi gloss metallic. Yeah, white just looks it just so clean. Like, yeah, and then yours like you've got this like wild purple and blue like, and then yeah. you know because I I really like Kazuya's cars. I've I've always liked his his liveries. Um, yeah. Forest, I like what Rome did in Irwindale, like doing like the comic book sketch style, yeah. like, and the fact that you can change it like whenever you want, yeah. you can just throw a different livery. Yeah. On. Dylan, I think Dylan runs like two four or five different liveries. Oh yeah, you're right. Or at least, yeah, or at least di- you know different variations. Yeah, so the Permatex and then the the Royal Purple, and I think there's yeah. two different Royal Purple ones, and yeah, I still liked uh, Turk in the gray. It's one of my favorite. Like the, it was like an industrial wiper blade. Yeah. Like it was like the Rainex like trucker version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with the with the. Uh, the diamond plate on the side skirts. Yeah. That's like, that's one yeah. of my favorite of all time. I think that, and then maybe the gears of war livery from Matt field back in the, it was like 2019, I think for, it was like one round. Yeah. Yeah. yeah more video game, one. more video game sponsors in FD. Yeah. I think Travis is sponsored by a developer. Yeah. Nick, Nicolik's like a, it's like, it, they, they do like 12 bit games. Like they're all yeah. like arcade style, which are pretty sick. Yeah, we need to we need to get more video games involved with drifting. Let's get some Apex Legends liveries out there. That'd be sick. Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Fortnite, whatever, man. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. You want to do a Fortnite one? I'm I'm down. Not my not Count- my jam, but I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Counter Strike. 
Oh yeah, dude, that would have been sick too, especially with Counter Strike Two just coming out. Like, yeah, ah, oh, that would have been neat. Yeah, we need more video game stuff. Like, don't get me wrong, energy yeah. drinks are sick, but <laughs> let's do some video games. I know, like, everybody's tried for the Bucky's one too. Like the the yeah. amount of people I've talked to are like, yeah, I reached out to Bucky's. They're not interested. I'm like, ah. Yeah, I think the closest anyone's gotten. I think there was a a nationwide car that got a Bucky sponsorship for one race. Really? I think that was the only one they've ever done. Yeah. Or that they've been interested in. Man, sad. Yeah. Come on, Bucky's. <laughs> we should we should find a way to 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 get it out to Guy Fieri and see if we can get him in a car. What do you think? <laughs> I'm down. Yeah, that'd be sick. A, a triple D livery, dude, with like flames on it, like the actual flames going up the side. Yeah, dude. All right, we need to make this happen. I know, I know your, I know your sister helps out with the program, so like you should. Yeah. Let's 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 figure this out. <laughs> and he, he went to he went to college in Vegas too. So there's a connection there, man. If it happens, everybody heard it here first. Is there is there like a a go to sponsor? Like if you could just like whoever it is, if they if they just said yes, you would you would get it. There's too many. <laughs> <laughs> You're like anyone's with a lot of money. <laughs> like, yeah, anyone that would feel like they're a good fit, you know. Yeah, and then obviously any any of the big ones, like the legendary ones that you see, like you know, Vaughn and and Joao have Monster. Yeah, uh, you know, Mad Mike with Red Bull. You know, Osbo and Turk with Rockstar, like yeah, some of those big. Those are always ones. classics. And then, I don't know, it'd be cool to see like, like food companies get involved. Yeah, like like an M and M strip car, like oh, that'd be cool. Or Mars Bar or something like that. Yeah, or like a, a Reese's peanut butter cup car. Yeah, it. I've oh, man, I. I've said it so like, many times though. It's like, it, like if they just realized how cheap drifting is in comparison to exactly to like a nationwide yeah. cup or anything. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like our seasonal budget is maybe four races for them or something. Not, dude, depending not even, on the level. I so I've I I had once seen that there was a catering bill for a, over a hundred thousand dollars for one event for a NASCAR team. So that's been like my, that's been my frame of reference. So like you could title a drift car for almost the same amount that you pay for one catering. Maybe it's just not expensive enough for them. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. Like, you know, oh, that's interesting. We're like, you have to go and be like, yeah, we need $2 million. And then they take you seriously. When it's like 200,000, they don't. They're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. This isn't, it's They're clearly like, not big of a sport. That's not worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Well, dude, shoot, I mean, shoot your shot. Let me know how it goes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, the hardest thing is finding the contacts for those kind of companies. LinkedIn. Because they've got, they've got so many employees too. I know. Like, I've, I've done the LinkedIn thing a bunch. We're like, <laughs> I feel like I'm blowing up somebody's idea here, but like, yeah, that's where business is done. That's where like, that's the Facebook for yeah. work, right? So people list what they do for companies and you're like, oh, I'm part of partnerships and or motorsport partnership. And it's like, that's the man I need to find yep. or woman. I, I, honestly, the majority of the people in those are, are, are female roles now, which is great. Like, yeah. it's, like the more I've gone through it, I'm like, Oh man, like these are the people we need to talk to now. I think a lot of those food companies too, maybe you're like, 
like their their marketing person is maybe on the older side, so yeah. they don't really understand drifting yet. It's it's been cool to see the shift of like the younger entrepreneur, like the people in their late thirties to mid forties, even into their fifties, who are like understand the sport. I do think that we're. I feel like it's going to be five or six years before they get into that that point, but yeah. I am excited for it to happen because I do think it will. I do think right. that people who are like junior marketing people at like you know let's say M and M's right those people are going to be in a senior role or a C-suite role in the next five to six years. Right. That's when we'll start to see the sport that they grew up in. Yeah. That's what I've been thinking. Yeah. Just hang on. Just hold tight. Right. Well, I can't remember what brand it was. It was at SEMA. I was at like one of the after parties and I was speaking to somebody with a company. It was like a legacy automotive company. I can't, I can't remember who it is. If I did, I probably shouldn't say but like, I'm talking to like one of their executives. And I mean, this dude's, you know, same thing, probably mid sixties, you know, C-suite guy. And I had mentioned getting into drifting. He's like, yeah, like our social media girl's like really into that. She drives and stuff. She just won't shut up about it. And I'm like, yeah, cause it's like this motorsport you guys should be in. He's like, oh, well, yeah, maybe we'll look into it. And I'm like, and that was, you know, similar. I'm like, yeah, yeah. she, that, that girl at some point, is going to be a, a, a you know a, a marketing manager or something, and then yeah. we're in, we're good, we're set. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I looked, I looked her up. I, I looked her up too because she does their YouTube. I remember okay. what company it is now. I can't say. I don't want to blow up the spot. Sorry, dude. Um, but <laughs> but like they were they were a big brand where like they yeah. they would have the money to easily title sponsor a team and like it wouldn't be a big deal. So it's coming. Right. I do think it's coming. I think so. Yeah. One day we'll get there. I mean, you guys will. I won't. I, <laughs> uh, I will be there. I, I, I'll be <laughs> announcing it. I'll be talking about it, but I, I may not be, uh, I may not be driving it. I'm dude. I'm, I'm okay. I've, I'm okay. I've never been at like a pro level. I've never driven a pro level car, but I would very much like to one day just so I can truly understand. I did a ride along with Travis in Utah and that, completely changed my my ideas and thoughts of how these cars move. Yeah. I remember uh, Chris Yule doing, after he did the ride along, he was just like, you guys are insane. Yeah. <laughs> did, <laughs> did he ride with you or, or did no, he just talk no, to you I about think, it? I think, uh, I think it was just Dylan and Travis doing the rides. Yeah. Well, it, so it was funny. Travis, Travis is like, because we get all arranged, right? And he's like, oh, you need a race suit. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I don't like. I don't even own a race suit. He's like, oh, you can just borrow one of mine. Man, I don't know what he was thinking. I couldn't, dude. I couldn't even get it zipped up over my stomach because, like, he's not a big guy, right? You and I, yeah. Are, yeah, like we're a little thicker. There's no way I couldn't even get my knees up. Like, I'm like, I can't, <laughs> dude. What do you want from me here? He's like, oh, yeah, that one's a couple years old too, and I was a little thinner than I. I'm like, how much did you weigh? Like 130 pounds? Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, basically. So I had to borrow, I had to borrow Chris Ewell's race suit to do the ride along, but yeah, I think, it, I think it's important and it's cool too. Like without, you know, tuning my own horn that came out of the podcast that came out of Travis, yeah. you know, talking about it, like get in the car, try it. And then Chris took the note and did it. So, yeah. 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 And then especially at a track like Utah where it's, you know, yeah. you know, 95% flat out. Yeah. So with, uh, you're actually the first person I brought this up with. So with Ryan Lontane uh, retiring, is there a judge that you would like to see in that role? Mm. 
don't know. It's tough. There's not many. Uh, like, that's the hard part. It's like, there's not that many judges out there. <laughs> it'd be interesting to see like a former driver fill it. Yeah. Um, that was like the but, rumor that Chelsea was going to retire and then become a judge. Yeah. I heard some people talking about that. Uh, yeah. Um, there's a couple of grassroots guys that I think might be good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I think, I think the three person judge works. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I like, I like the rotation. I do like the fact that they get to rotate out. Well, so we're always, cause I think, I think a lot of people think there's like inherent biases, which I really like the more time I've spent with those judges, they, there really isn't like right. there's, there's no like, Oh, I, we're going to screw over this guy. Like that does not happen. No. And they, you know, they always, you know, get a bad rap for that. They, yeah. they definitely don't deserve it. Like yeah. they're so just trying to do their best. Yeah. And, and like, they they do ask the impossible of you guys, like for right. sure. They ask you guys to do the most ridiculous stuff, but the problem is you guys do it, so they have to make <laughs> like they have to make it harder every time, right? Right. It's like, oh man, how do, they did that? They weren't supposed to do that. Shit, but they were. Yeah. What do they do? <laughs> well, yeah, because it's <laughs> seriously like you know, and and what's cool too is that like the feedback coming back, like in Utah, you guys are like, hey, we need to change this layout because we're in the smoke forever and then we're coming out in a dangerous place so they so, did it i actually preferred the old layout really okay i feel like i got smoked out way less on the old layout huh is that because you could kind of like push through it quicker and then dive in basically you just stay on throttle a lot more because mm-hmm. you could just you when you threw it into outside one you can stay on throttle and just rotate the car to max angle and just stay stay in it Okay. And drive into the inside, and you would know that that person is driving to the inside. Interesting. Yeah, there okay. may have been a little bit more smoke, but I think it was about the same. Mm. I yeah, I don't. I'm not sure what they could do on that track. I mean, I I've said it before. Maybe I, I say run it backwards, but that's just one me. of the ideas I was thinking of. Uh, I hadn't shared it yet, but was. Uh, Basically, bring that inside clip back, but then maybe make a touch and go at the edge of the track on the far side. Oh, instead, okay. So instead of instead of someone running a shallow or a midline, you always have to run the wide line, and then transition into the last turn. Do you mean cross track? So where so where would that touch and go be? Like after um, just after, after, after where outside two currently would end. Just after, okay. Yeah. Huh. That's kind of neat. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, because then you have to cut across and then right. you have kind you of a shallower, take- yeah, shallower right. line going into the last outside zone. Huh. Hmm. I like that. What other what other track changes you got up there, <laughs> man? That's a good one. <laughs> uh, uh, let's <laughs> see. Scrap all of Long Beach. <laughs> it's not like Long Beach is a bad track. It's mostly the surface, really. Yeah, because it's road. Makes it weird for me. Road to parking lot to like yeah, exit lane. So it's freshly paved asphalt to a slightly older asphalt that has all the rubber built up on it at outside one. Yeah. You transition onto a different type of asphalt at outside two that has less rubber laid into it. And then transition to three, which is another surface change and then has even more rubber laid into it. <laughs> and then you transition into concrete and yeah. 
I don't think a lot of the fans really understand all those surface changes are there. Yeah. Because it's so all covered it, in rubber. <laughs> so exactly. it's really hard to see. Yeah. Exactly. But even the, even the painted lines make a difference. Right. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it makes that track. Like, you look at it on paper, you're like, oh, it's not that tough. Yeah, there's walls and everything, but you don't understand, like, oh, there's so many different surface changes. You need to make sure that you are expecting, you are able to, you know, make an adjustment if it's slicker than normal, if it grips up more than normal. Yeah. So it's it's really tough. Hmm. You uh, So you are you all good with Atlanta's layout then, or do you like the, like, into the keyhole earlier? Like the old style where they cut in. Atlanta's a, yeah. Atlanta's a weird one. Because <laughs> we go you go super fast to slow down, then you go super fast and then slow down and then go fast again. Yeah. So it it really I don't know, it's that's another one of the more challenging ones, I think. Because mm-hmm. you have to have your car set up for a whole wide range of different turns. Well, it's a, it's a big gearing one, right? Like really yeah. understanding your gearing and not just rear gear, like actual transmission gear because of yeah. like, that's, that's the part that gets difficult. If you don't have a transmission that you can rear gear or, 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 or change the gearing in between third and fourth, it gets a little bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And then Orlando is not much I, you could change. I like Orlando. A lot wow. of people don't. I no. like it. I don't. I think people enjoy maybe like what the track is, but the facilities are older. There's not yeah. a lot there. You know, the crowd's sick. I mean, the Florida crowd yeah. is nuts. Right. They're yeah. There's a huge car scene in Orlando. Yeah, they're wild human beings. Yeah. Orlando <laughs> also reminds me a lot of Lanier because uh, it's fair. it's also a three eighths mile oval. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that that patch they did for the the transition off of the bank made it so much smoother this year. Yeah. You guys weren't blowing tie rods at lock coming off that. Yeah. 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 I think, I think if they were able to, to pave the entire thing, it would be a game changer for that place. That's fair. Yeah. That thing just destroys tires. I mean, the bank is like, it's like, looks like 80 grit sandpaper when you walk up to it. Yeah. There's some spots where it gets pretty rough. Yeah. Are you uh, yay or nay on St. Louis since you're like so divisive on your opinions here? I used to not like it, but after the change they did this past season, I actually like it a lot more. Yeah. Um, and that, that last turn is always, it's still tough, but it, it made the transition into there a lot more natural. Well, you're, it, I don't think people realize that like you, you can't even really see where the zone is because the wall tucks in. So you're like right. shooting it at a point and then the wall starts to like, you have to kind of float into it. It's a really exactly. weird, weird spot to look at. Yeah, them extending that zone out another, you know, uh, like lane. Yeah. Made it a lot easier to see, okay, there's where the zone is. Instead of like, you're coming around the turn, there's a wall here. You're like, okay, wait, wait, wait. Okay, there it is. Then you transition. Yeah. Like you can, you can kind of see it in your peripheral the whole time instead. Yeah. And then uh, what a track did we miss? Utah, so we covered that one already. Seattle, I mean... They've played around with the end a few times, but nothing too crazy. Yeah, I haven't driven it when it was an inside clip to finish. Yeah, but I feel like I like the outside. I feel like that would. Yeah, I feel like the in, the inside to inside would choke a lot of people up and chase. Yeah, 
I like I, I like the outside. It, just just because that wall adds that element of risk, and yeah. the tires are done, so you can't just shoot away on it, and like right. makes for a close finish. Yeah, um, E Town is fun. You know, yeah, it's a, a figure eight, but it really lets you get on everyone's door. Yeah, for the entire time. I would like to see something different there, but it's obviously just not really possible. It'd be cool to see uh, like an evolution of it. Like maybe they add a section where we, you know, instead of going at the wall, we go straight and, or maybe do initiate to the right to then come into the wall or something. Something like there's there's some stuff I'm sure that can be done, but I I enjoy it. (laughs) It's, it's neat. Simply one due to like, you know, uh, surface change. There is that bump as you come over, which is neat. Yeah. I mean, Stuky talked a lot about that where like you have to soften the suspension so it doesn't unsettle the car. I mean, what I think would be really sick is like, you know, that backing wall, like where the, the drag wall is. If we took yeah. that out and you guys came out of the chute even faster <laughs> and initiated even sooner, I think that'd be wild, but... I feel like a lot of people would throw backies into the first turn. That's, I, dude, that's how Adam won it. I mean, they do. This is basically how Adam won yeah. that event, right? Yeah. I remember watching, uh, like, after, like, when he was going through 16 and everything, I was like, how is he going to, holy crap, how did he pull that off? Well, how do you chase that? Like, you, you can't, like, I don't know. Maybe yeah. you guys can, but I, I'm looking at that going, like, you basically have to initiate early on him, let him throw the backy. And then you have to get on throttle almost before he does to yeah. kind of cut it off. Like yeah. it's such or a just, yeah, just sacrifice that first zone and then just transition and just try and stay within the rest of it. Well, and what like, was like wild is he wasn't doing it in practice, and like he just started throwing it. And like I know some people are like, oh, that's throwing games. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Like on a track I think like he just that, got you, comfortable with it. Like yeah. he's got, I think he, he's got. More laps there in, than anyone in pro. I I would agree. Yes, yeah. you know, I remember we did a drift week. We were there. He was driving. Um, he did the world tour there. Got, yeah, right. he's got it. You know, he had his own event there with like the clean culture and some other stuff. And then yeah, I think he's had three of his own events there on top of doing FD there and then the drift week and everything. Like yeah, yeah, he might have more laps there than any. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything. He's got to have. He's got to have a thousand laps. Yeah. I'm I'm actually more shocked that there isn't more pros that have come. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, like talking about the OGs and like you know, old, like the old layout and all the guys that came out of there for sure. But I'm curious to see how many people we we watch come out of that pro am. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm very much trying to like look at all the pro am events and watch as many as I can to be like, okay, here's yeah. the guy to watch out for going into. I don't know. It's a, it's like my version of like college basketball. Right, yeah. <laughs> like like for drifting. Because I don't know. I just want to be ahead of it. I just want to know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even watching people progress too is is awesome. Like, yeah. You know, seeing people go from like I remember I didn't get to watch a lot of uh, like pro am last year, but you know, Greg Bissell was talking about Cole Richards in yeah. East Ten, and you know, coming watching him come out and see how well he did right off the rip. Like it was wild. And then him saying, Greg saying that Cole's first time tandeming was at pro-am. Like that blew my mind. Yeah. 
he's he's definitely one. The other one that I like heard about before he came in was was Connor O'Sullivan. Like yeah. I just like taking out LZ at clutch kickers. There's a couple other like yep. big wins he had. Um, and obviously like him and Jonathan Hurst are buddies. Like Jonathan told me he's like, watch out for this kid when he comes in. I mean, it's yeah. unfortunate the way his season ended, just him going a little too hard in Utah. But yeah, either way, I mean, that's yeah, that's yeah. yeah. He's his driving reminds me a lot of Hobson's too. Yeah, just yeah. Full flat out like he's just he's just, just a little newer to the sport. That's all. I think Ben's yeah. got a few years on him, but there's there's a few guys that are are coming up that I'm excited to see, and I, I've. I don't want to like speak to it yet because I want to let everybody make their own announcements. But like seeing the pro two guys that that it should be coming up, like mm-hmm. next year is going to be quite interesting. So, yeah, yeah. I think I want to do yeah, like a whole rumor mill podcast before the end of the year. <laughs> I'm just like, this is what we've heard, and this is what we think could happen because there's, dude, this off season's already, already getting spicy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited for that. Yeah, and for some of the people that are. You know, I know are coming over that can't say anything about. I know. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk later. <laughs> That's the hardest part, man. Is like just trying to keep everybody's secrets because, like, yeah. everybody's talking, right? Like, it's this open secret, kind of on grid or like within the FD family, but like right. outside of it, nobody wants <clears throat> to say anything. So exactly, yeah, and you know, yeah, keeping everyone's. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Last one for you. What, where do you want to see yourself in 10 years? What do you, what do you think you'll be doing 10 years from now without hurting any, I mean, you can hurt as many feelings as you want, but. (laughs) Where would I, where do I want to see myself or where do I? Uh, I mean, either one, where do you, where do you think, where do you think you're going to be in 10 years? Hopefully if, if everything goes well, uh, you know, I've made more of a name in drifting and, you know, maybe transition into some other types of driving, but I would love to be, you know, obviously I would be doing this if I didn't want to be a champion. That's fair. And, you know, uh, I don't know if it's possible in 10 years, uh, but I would like to, like a dream is to, to like equal or better James and Osbo and Forsberg with three or more championships. Damn. That's good. I mean, you keep driving like you did in Irwindale. I mean, (laughs) you're not that far off, man. Yeah. That's, that's the toughest part is, you know, just keeping the consistency. Yeah. And then, you know, keeping the program up and going and all that. And yeah, it's, it's big. Like, I don't know. No, it's good. It's tough to put into words. Like, yeah, but like we said, eight years ago, you didn't think, you know, standing on that podium, you didn't think you'd be here. So right. that was eight years yeah. ago, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, and I started Pro 2 four seasons ago now, which is crazy to think. Four seasons so, ago, you started being a professional driver, and yeah. now you've you've won Irwindale. I don't think ten years to win a couple championships is that far off. Yeah, man. and then and then second year in pro this last year. Yeah. So I just I gotta do everything on my end to make it happen, I guess. Yeah, just so keep keep sim drifting. Like I mean, as much seat time as you can yep. humanly, you know, do. Like really. Yeah, like I remember watching um, uh, you know, 
the clip of Rome where he was talking about, you know, Chelsea telling him to drive as much as possible. Like I try to do that too. Like, I don't know if I'm getting nearly as much seat time in real life as Rome, but I try to make up for it on the sim. He's not human, so it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they've got a lot of places too out in SoCal where they can drive because they've got yeah, it's got all the hot pit events. They've got Apple Valley. They've got Rondale. Yeah, Willow. Pretty sure they can go to Willow almost any time as long as it's not rented out. I'm not convinced he isn't a robot though. I'm just <laughs> like. <laughs> He may be a cyborg. We're going to find out years from now. We're like, yeah, he was, you know, he was he, like designed by Steph Papadakis to like be the best. <laughs> I just can't. I love, I love Rob. He's, he's a phenomenal yeah. human being. So but, yeah, when, when you guys were talking about being goalies and stuff, I was like, I see it now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you have to, dude, you, to, you have to be a little, you know, fucked in the head to put it, you know, bluntly to be a goalie. Yeah. Like you just, you have to, it, you know, you're taking <clears throat> hunks of rubber at your face at, you know, 70, 80 miles an hour. Like you yeah, can't be, you that, can't be super straight and straight in the yeah, head. So that happened to me as a player. That was not fun, but yeah, that's, that's another story for another time. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's for when you, when you win, uh, you know, the next event or next series, we can, we can get you back on. So yeah, that'll be all good. I do, actually, I, I, there's one question I've gotten through basically everything in here. Uh, but this one's actually quite funny. How is it you went to school with Blake Olson and you didn't actually know each other? So yeah, that's that was an interesting. That was wild. Uh, yeah, in Vegas um, before I moved to Florida, I actually we went to Greenspun Junior High, and I was in sixth grade. He was in seventh, and you know, I lived right down the street from the school, so I would ride my bike there. And a lot of times, you know. There were a ton of kids growing up that would, you know, BMX bike. So we were just, you know, jibbing around, you know, by the bike rack before class started. And that's where I originally met him. And <laughs> I remember he had, you know, the the Eastern Grim Reaper frame and the titanium, like, I think it was the titanium one. It might not have been. But, you know, it was one of the cutting edge frames at the time. And I was like, okay, cool. And then, um, you know, the odds of us both drifting, both getting into FD, both driving for Core Works. You know, it's pretty wild. It's, it was wild. Like I remember 2020, uh, he had sent Greg the video of our yearbook together. And I was like, holy crap, I remember him, I think. <laughs> and then I and then in person I asked him, I was like, hey, did you have that Eastern Grim Reaper? He's like, yep. I was like, we hung out together. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah, a small crazy. world. Right. Like it's it's wild how many, how people, you know, meet and then come back together years later through drifting or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Small world. Love it. I also, uh, in eighth grade, I went to school with Ariana Grande also. Okay. Now you're just flexing on me, man. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, we had the same history class. Damn. All right. She, uh, she left like two months into the year though, to go do her thing on Broadway. To be famous. Yeah. Yeah, we're like, uh, like people were joking, like, oh yeah, she went to be famous, and you know, look at her now. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, she can't, she can't drive a drift car, so you got something on her. <laughs> <laughs> she hit her up, be like, hey, listen, I know it's been a while, but uh, I sat behind you in history, so if you need anything, let me know. Yeah. She was super nice. Yeah, like that's yeah. good. It's, it's always nice when you hear celebrities are are good people too. Yeah. 
the worst. And you're like, oh, I love that guy. And like, yeah, he's an asshole. And you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sick. Cool. Well, dude, I'm glad we got to do this finally. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Um, yeah, thank you. Yeah, dude. No, happy to. Looking forward to. We should uh, should hang out a bit at PRI. I'm sorry I missed you at SEMA. Yeah. I was I didn't yeah. have the hat on, so nobody knew who I was. It was great. <laughs> I put it on for like one day, and then like then everybody's like, "Oh shit, I didn't know you're here." I'm like, "I'm in here yeah, all I, week." I saw someone in a teal beanie. That, it wasn't the same one, but I it's, I saw it for a second. I was like, "Oh, that's not him." Yeah. Wait. Hey. Wait till it, I, it, wait till I change up the color and throw everybody for a loop. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. Well, for, for everybody listening at home, thank you so much. Make sure to check out Nick's socials. Um, we'll put all the links down below. Catch up on that. I think your Irwindale video just dropped too. I haven't, I haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but should be, yep. uh, should be sick. So thanks again, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no worries. And we'll, uh, we'll catch everybody next week. 